my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode 43 starts now. If you guys are having trouble, you know, dealing with all this police brutality and racial strife, and you want to help out a black person, listen to our show. We're two black people. Right. You need to, yeah. to support us. And that's how you give back to the, the community. Shit, we, we got beat up by the police, too. All the time. Yesterday, as a matter of fact. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is B. And a fresh new year, fresh new start for everybody, and just troubled times as we look at the NFL season. I'm here with my good buddy and two-time defending champion, Dog. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Uh, Hey, B, I I, I figure you should, you know, put my intro a little better than that, man. It's like, I'm a (laughs) three-time champ. (laughs) Well, well, two-time defending means you won. And I know what you're doing. You're you're making me restate everything so (laughs) people can hear... Again, okay. He's won three total championships. He's two-time defending. He's gone back-to-back, folks. That's what he wanted me to tell you, okay? Right. And I could already tell that we're going to have to put a leash on dog, so to speak, early because – and he has reason. He's won three championships. Everyone else in our league, the most anyone's won is one. So he's won three times as many championships. He's been right there in the money basically every year regardless. Um, I'm going to let him have his moment – because he's de- he's dying for it, folks. He wants to rub it in my face. He wants to rub it in everybody's faces. Go ahead, dog. You're the champ. Well, you know what? <clears throat> it's serious, you know, when you're playing for the bread. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just I just love to, you know, grind through the season and just get to the playoffs. You know, like, that's what it's all about. You want a shot at the bag. You know what I'm saying? So all the listeners out there, just shoot for the playoffs, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's not all about the draft. It's about your skills. It's about during the middle of the season, what can you guys GM? Like, you know, you you have to build your team through the season, you know, because so don't get down yourself if your draft sucks. You know, just build your team, show your skills and stick with it. And, you know, if you have to make a major trade, make it. So, you know, hey, man, that's I had to shake up my team a couple times last year. Yeah. So uh, trading Russell Wilson away, you know. Yeah, and so, for the, you know just uh, you know just stick with it. Yeah, you know? and That's for it. those who don't know, dog, both the last two years has been basically on the brink of elimination and has somehow survived. And Lord only knows how he's done it. He's done things like draft Antonio Brown last year and survived. <clears throat> he's done other things that were outrageous and survived. We don't know, but you know what I, I figured out about you, dog? What I got to figure? What I got to do this year? What? I gotta stop being nice to you. Like we we're competitive. Because the thing is, I, I I view myself as the next closest thing. I think I've won more games than anybody the last like three years. Right. I just haven't. I didn't win in the championship this time. I've lost another championship to you previously. I've won one title. But I was watching this documentary with Martina Navratilova and Chris Everett Lloyd, and they were friends. Right. And what was friendly? And they're like cool. They hanging out with each other, whatever, and you know, friendly, whatever, hanging out. And Chris Everett Lloyd is waxing Martina. Like, every time they play, they wax. And then after they play, they're like friends and all this other shit. And then this, um, what is it? Then Martina uh, starts dating this lady, right? And she tells Martina, yeah. like, hey, she's kicking your ass and you're her friend? And I'm like, yeah. Right. And she's like, yeah. So she's like, no, you got to be meaner. And then mm-hmm. after that, after that moment, dog, 
Martina started to dominate. And that's what you need to look for this year. Because I'm not, there's no more olive branches to you. If I see you down, I'm not caring. I don't care. I'll kick you. I'm going to kick you. I see you down. If you draft Antonio Brown or somebody crazy like that again, I kick you once more time. So yeah. that's my strategy going you into You do try. Dude. You're good competition. But, you know, you'll be all right, man. <laughs> Just hang in there, because I know you always try to beat me, so you're not trying to give me any anything easy. So this is going to be a long season because we're right. gonna have to li- we're gonna have to listen to this every week, folks. Um, glad you guys are tuning in again. It's been a while. Like I said, a lot has transpired, not just on football, but on you know society and stuff. There's a coronavirus that we had no idea about last time we signed off. There is police brutality, which has always existed, but is now you know got the attention of people and maybe there's going to be changes later in an optimistic point of view doggy how are you sur- surviving corona and everything else well you know like i'm just trying to stay out the way you know keeping my distance from people wearing my mask every day um and it's 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 really hard you know like being a sports fan now i'm glad that basketball season is you know in the playoffs but starting football it's like i look forward to the training camps uh, and the free seasons together combined. They are having training camps, but I want to see some of these guys in the preseason. Yeah. Because, you know, there can be a lot of hidden gems, you know, out there. So this is going to be a little tougher on, uh, I think, the league, the fantasy league all around America this year. Yeah. A, a lot of, you know, different precautions I think need to be uh, taken. I'm the commissioner in our league. I added an extra roster spot. I added in some IR positions and whatnot in, in anticipation that, you know, and you're not hoping for this, but in all reality, there is a very good chance that one of these players or multiple players catches the coronavirus and you have to deal with it in that way. But, you know, we're here to provide fun in this time of angst. We're going to get right into it. Um, since the last time we've lost, there's been, you know, lots of player movement. We're going to talk about how these people will have impact or won't have impact fantasy-wide. Let's just start at the top where the GOAT, Tom Brady, is now in Tampa Bay. Doggy, are you buying him in Tampa Bay for your draft coming up this Tuesday? Tuesday. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm buying the GOAT in Tampa Bay because he's like, he has weapons now, you know? And um, I like whose areas, I like his system, his offensive system. Just think of... He even got Jameis Winston to throw a bunch of touchdowns, but yeah. he threw a bunch of picks. But just think Tom Brady is going to throw a few picks, but he's not going to throw – he's going to throw more touchdowns than Jameis, I think. So I'm buying it, man. You know, I'm buying like – you could get Tom Brady in probably like the seventh or eighth round. Yeah. And I think we'll have a steal. Yeah. He has a, he has a chip on his shoulder, and he has a lot to – you know, just like – you know, Belichick and him have a secret like fucking – battle mm-hmm. you yeah. know what i'm saying so i figure that he has a chip on his shoulder he has a lot to prove really i think to belichick yeah it's <laughs> it's personal it's personal because you want to win without the other it's personal between me and you i want to beat you this year it, everything is personal it's competitive so right. and and i will tell you doggy i i feel it an anger an anger in this league that that it's never been before seen over your championships there are people coming out paying dues early and shit that's never happened Looking for you. Right. They're gunning for you, dog. So you just right. better be watching. Because this is not nice B you're talking to. This is and mean then, B. You know, another thing about it in our league, you know, they're so angry in our league now, they want to start paying the second place player. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because 
So that's what we're doing now. Inside <laughs> um, of me snatching all the bread. Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, we're playing somebody in second place. Who gets the second place trophies? I mean, where are these trophies at? Well, you get, a, you know, you get an we, AFC do, championship do we trophy. Hang championship banners or do we hang uh, division title banners? I mean, I don't get it. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. I yeah. mean, that's just some people in league with. Okay. Yeah. Go but ahead. this is yeah. Martina and Average Lover talking to you right now, and I'm very upset. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not buying Tom Brady. Okay, and I'll tell you why. And it's it's the same message I've had like the last three years. He just is not a week-to-week player. Every week, put him in the lineup, plug and play, whatever you want to call it. He's not that. And he hasn't been that in three years. And I don't think the move changes him. He puts up better numbers. I just think that he's, at this point, become too sort of used to uh, the short passing game. And right. he has guys on that team that don't really fit that mold. If you want got Mike Evans, you want to throw him the ball deep. And the same thing, and, you know, Godwin goes underneath to some extent, but I, I just don't think it's a natural touchdown, home run, grand slam. I know it's the wrong sport by bringing uh, Tom Brady to Tampa. So we'll see. So I'm not buying. Dog is buying. Next up, new face, new place. A, a guy that Dog has won championships with, D-Hop, is now in Arizona. I don't even have to ask. You're buying D-Hop, aren't you? Yeah, you know why I'm buying D-Hop? Because the quarterback situation is is steady. You know, back in the day, D-Hop had to go through like two or three quarterbacks in a season, mm-hmm. you know, before he got Deshaun Watson. And then he still stood out. You know what I'm saying? So I think Colin Murray down there is going to – uh feed them the rock. They're going to find them, put them in good situations to get the ball. And, you know, he's going to shine. And mm. you don't forget, you still got the old man in the slide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He so won't let go. I, no, it's still going to be a nice situation for D-Hop. Well, see, this is, this is where I'm different. I'm going to tell you that, of course, if the draft dictates, you're going to take D-Hop where he is, okay? It's just who he is. But the thing is, I have flashbacks to guys receivers who've gone to a new team in their first year fantasy wise i think of terrell Pryor, i think of jarvis landry that did not have great first year so proceed with caution i'm not a hundred percent on d hop this year just because of change of scenery but the thing is his levels are so higher his standard is so higher that he's still gonna have a, a good season it's just who he is um next up david johnson who he was traded for doggy what are you doing with david johnson man david johnson i'm you know what He's going to run pretty hard for the Texans, I think, because he's, to me, a better runner than Lamar Miller. You know, David Johnson, healthy, he's he runs downhill. And he can catch the ball out the backfield. So I think he's really going to help the Texans, you know. And um, I just want to see how their receiver core pans out because I don't think Will Fuller is going to, like, be a number one receiver, you know, even though he has big games, but – I like to see them get like, uh, you know, a stronger receiver there. You know what I mean? Like, didn't they get Cooks also? Or something well, like they that? got Cooks, and I think it's a desperate play. Both of these guys have injury history. I will believe it when I see it in terms of Will Fuller surviving a season. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a gimmick player. He's become one of the Deshaun Jackson type, you know, long ball or nothing type player, and. But you know what? I still think David Johnson has a good year this year because I don't think he was fixed last year. I had him on the team last year and had to suffer through that Kingsbury nonsense where he benched him apparently for no reason. I think David Johnson has something to prove. And the fact that the Texans traded D-Hop for him, he has something left in the tank, you would think. 
So, and I know people are going to say, well, Bill O'Brien's a terrible GM. Well, we're going to find out this year for sure. If if uh, David Johnson lays an egg, then that's another one that they can hang on Bill O'Brien. But I think David Johnson delivers this year. Uh, moving on to the Patriots and Cam Newton, just named starting quarterback. What are you doing, dog? Are you are you taking a chance with Cam Newton? Well, yeah, if, if Cam is there in the 10th round and I need a quarterback, I'm taking him. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking him. You know, he, he still is Cam Newton now. And he's been hurt. And, you know, lately, but last year, he got a chance to heal up. And I think uh, the Patriots are going to put him in a situation that's best for him. And I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Cam Newton. You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to cheer him on, man, because... Cam Newton, to me, started to really how all these new quarterbacks playing, like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, you know, the mobile quarterback. But Cam was mobile, and he'll run over your ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was mobile and physical. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Cam, and I'm, I'm cheering for him to do well. And um, I would take him in, like, the 10th round, you know, because I still think he has something in his tank. And, you know, he has a big chip on his shoulder. How Carolina just just gave him away for some smoker shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, I think he's going to do well this year. Yeah, and you know what, Cam, I can't touch because the thing is, you can get by a little injury history, you can get by a little performance or non-performance history. You can't get by both. When he's been basically healthy, he hasn't necessarily lit it up. When he's not been healthy, he obviously hasn't lit it up. I think it's a wait and see. I don't think you'd use one of your like you said, if 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 he's did there late and you and it makes sense to take him, take him. But you're definitely not picking him in your first top seven, eight picks, I don't think. I think you sit and wait. There's other guys at the end of that at uh, that quarterback uh position, like a Ben Roethlisberger or Josh Allen, who you could uh, who I would take ahead of Cam this year. We're gonna have to wait and see on that. Uh right. Len- Leonard Fournette. Going now from Jacksonville to Tampa Bay with that crowded backfield doggy. Do you pick him out of that so crowded backfield? Sign, actually sign with Tampa Bay? As far as I know. As far as I know, he yeah, signed. I haven't heard anything in like in detail with that yet. So, yeah. But uh, I don't care who Leonard Fournette, whose team is he, he's on, he's the best, better back. I wouldn't give a fuck if Dallas signed him. I think he's better than Zeke. Wow, because big move, big talk opening day. Because Go ahead. last year, Leonard Fournette had shit to work. His offensive line sucked. He still had a productive year. You know, he started catching the ball out the backfield. You know, he start, he turned into a third down back also. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's one of the hardest runners that I've seen in a long time between the tackles. You yeah. know, so uh, I think Leonard Fournette, man, wherever he goes, just to me, it's not going to be a crowded backfield because he's still going to be that bell cow, and he's still going to get that touchdown. You know, he's he's still going to be that goal line back. So I say wherever he goes, draft Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I'm going to take a pass. Uh, the thing is, he's got injury history. He's also in a situation now where he moves somewhere, and Arians, I think, is doing a little coach speak saying, oh, well, don't worry about that. Ronald Jones is still our guy. I, I don't want to – if I took Leonard Fournette, I don't want him competing for carries with Ronald Jones. And if I took Ronald Jones, same thing. I don't want him competing for carries with Leonard Fournette. You know, in the draft, you got to be risk-averse as much as you can, at least the way I see it. You try to get guys 
that are there, pretty much as many guys you can get who you can bank on week to week as you can, and then you make adjustments during the season. Leonard Fournette, for a variety of injuries or reasons, which are his injuries, lower body injuries to his ankles, and also an uncertain playing sort of role in uh, Tampa Bay, I he, that doesn't do it for me fantasy-wise. Um, sticking with running backs, Ty Gurley in Atlanta, doggy. Does he... Does he become the latest dirty bird? What does he do? Is he no, no? Wow. Ty Gurley, pass on Ty Gurley. Something's going on with his knee, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, some, you know, I've been hearing rumors about arthritis, or they're keeping that very quiet. You know what I mean? But it's just like I, I can't trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't trust him. And plus, I don't like Atlanta system since Shanahan left. Yeah. So I, I I just I'm leaving all that Atlanta shit alone. I'll even probably pass on Julio Jones. Wow. You know? So, wow. Yeah. I'm no. just leaving that shit alone. It's a it's a shit show in Atlanta, man. Well, let me say this. I disagree. I will go with Todd Gurley because then I'll tell you why. There's a couple reasons. Yeah, there's the knee. There's this mystery knee that we've been hearing about now for two years. And the only time it's really cost him has been sort of man made. Uh McVeigh decided not to play him. It wasn't that he was lacking or injured that I remember. He may have, I don't remember. Did he sit out a game last year? I don't remember. But even yeah, still, he, he sit out a game. Even in that, you know, down year for him, he still had, I think, double figures in 11 out of the 16 games, at least, I believe. And right. so, what you want to do, because, and we'll get into draft approach shortly, because a lot of folks are saying take backs early this year because the receiver pool is deep. This is what fits into that philosophy because you can have Todd Gurley in the third round and you can, if you go and I'm going to go give you a little teaser. I may tell you guys to take three backs off the top because you could end up with Todd Gurley in your flex where if Todd Gurley's giving you 10 to 15 points in your flex, you're cool. If you're counting on him for 20 points a week, that's where it gets a little tricky. So I think he's great in the right position. I think he's great in the third round. I think he's great in the flex. I think, and and then you hear, again, I don't know why they would say this if they didn't intend to do it, him getting 15 carries a week, you know, that doesn't sound like someone who has an injury history. I know you got to, you know, be careful, keep an eye on all the signals, but, you know, the, it wasn't that long ago he dominated the league and actually won me my ship. So, Todd Gurley in the flex, third round, um, I, I think you take a shot at him. Um, have, have we agreed on anything yet? <laughs> One of us is going to do really well. I just want our listeners to to really pay attention. (laughs) No, but I think that's good because we're giving them perspective. I think we're giving them perspective and they can, they could, you know, go with what they know basically. And uh, they they can go with what they know. Then they should kind of like lean a little bit toward me. (laughs) But you have some great, you know, uh, opinions and everything, but it's still like, Hey, just lean toward the champ a little bit. Oh Jesus. Here we go. Yeah. This is going to all year long folks. Uh, Jordan Howard in Miami. Jordan Howard, the sort of the underrated, underestimated running back. What do you do with Jordan Howard this year, dog? Man, I like Jordan Howard. Like, even when he got playing time in Philadelphia last year, I mean, he ran the ball excellent. You know, so it's like, you know, Miami just has to feed him the rock and give him a chance. You know, but the only thing with Jordan Howard is just catching the ball out the backfield, see. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to, you know, kind of kill his uh, fantasy stock, yeah. you know, because it's good to where you have a back can, that can do it all, you know. But uh, 
in the goal line, Jordan's going to get the goal line carries. I hope I would, you know, I would think so, but that's why um, everyone has to really pay attention to what's going on in the training camps. Like, even if you want to read about these teams in the training camp, see who's, you know, the projected starter and see who's been given, getting the most carries with the first team. You just don't know what to expect, you know, with that Jordan Howard situation. But I like them. Mm-hmm. But I would pass on them and see what what goes on, like, you know, during the middle of the season. Yeah. No, I like them. I'm with you on this one. I like Jordan Howard. But, you know, depending on circumstances. I think, right. again, it's going to be a free-for-all in terms of backs by everything that I've seen on the mock drafts. And as you're, if you're not getting your top, you know, the top level of your backs, your Derrick Henrys, your Dalvin Cooks, your Kamaras, your McCaffreys, he's going to be a guy at the end where you stick into the flex in the later rounds or you put on your bench. In those positions, I think he's fine. Anything higher than that, you're going to have to go get another back because I don't think you can count on him week to week. So that's that, that's what I think about Jordan Howard. I think he's usable, definitely not on a week-to-week basis, drafting him later in the rounds. Um, Melvin Gordon, moving from, uh, almost said San Diego, from Los Angeles to Denver. What do you do with Melgo? Oh, you picked Melvin Gordon. I picked, I Mel- picked Melvin Gordon in the first round. Really? You know, I mean, hey, I love this. Look, Denver's going to give him the ball, man. And, and you know, Melvin's going to go to Melvin's still looking for a payday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going to run his ass off, man. And, you know, like, when he's healthy and he's in the game, he stays in the box. Yeah. I disagree. I think that you, you got a guy in Philip Lindsay who's on the bench behind him now. And Philip Lindsay's too good not to have a role. And if Philip Lindsay has a role, that means Melvin Gordon has less of a role. And you don't want right. to get into a situation where you're drafting a guy who's a part-timer or who loses valuable touches to turn into touchdowns to someone who's very talented. Um, can Philip Lindsay carry the show in Denver? Obviously not. They don't think so. That's why they went out and got Melvin Gordon. But he doesn't vanish. I think you end up with a, a, you know a, a possibly a timeshare there, which doesn't help you if you're drafting. Obviously, again, backs are at the premium. If you want to get somebody late, Melvin Gordon is there. There is, you know, there's something to be said for value for anytime someone says they are the starting running back there. That has value, you know. And so, you know, Melvin Gordon does have that kind of value. I would I would try to avoid him, though, uh, in the higher rounds, obviously, um, considering Philip Lindsay's position. Um, also, Austin Hooper going from Atlanta to Cleveland. Is, super, is, is Hooper going to be super duper, dog? No, not this year, man. Uh you know, they still got, what, uh, Ninjoku down there? Uh, I think they're talking about trading him, or he did some – or he's 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 cemented as the second uh, uh, tight end, if I remember Well, it, it's that Cleveland shit is really tricky to me, and I, I want to see how uh, Baker Mayfield pans out this year. I think he'll have a better season uh, because I'm, I'm sure he's been working hard in the offseason. But um, I've just got to leave that Cleveland shit alone right now. Yeah, um, I'm going to go again against the grain. I'm going to tell you that Hooper had a great year last year. He got money. And sometimes you got to justify that love. You got to justify that money. He plays a significant role in this draft because after those top four or five tight ends go, of course, I'm talking about Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Andrews, whoever you put in your top five. Waller. Waller, whatever you want to do. 
He's going to be there at the end to save your soul if you missed out on one of those guys. And I think he provides instant value. I think they have to go to him because they paid him. You're not going to hire somebody and then not use them, right? I mean, that's the whole point of paying. They did that with Odell. Well, I think Odell was hurt. And Odell always has other issues. But we'll we'll talk more about Odell later. Yeah. Um, and so, Doggy, we got through the new faces, new places, unscathed. Yeah. Okay, we're a week away, or actually, we're a week away from the season, or less than a week away from the season. We're four days away from our draft. How? What's your approach? What are you thinking about? What are you doing? What are you looking for? Well, really, I'm looking through uh, the different receivers. Like, I'm picking, I'm drafting 12th, you know, in the 12th spot. Yeah. So, basically, you know, we call it the double bubble. So, um, I'm trying to figure out whether I'm going to take two backs or a back and a receiver. And I think the backs are kind of slim this year. Receiver class is kind of deeper. But I'm looking at a lot of these receivers and players that already are questionable. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, I don't want to go in and draft somebody questionable. Sure. Like, I don't I don't want to draft somebody with a lingering injury. You know Stay what away saying? from that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, I have to still do a lot of study. And, you know, I have my assistant breaking out everything and, uh, <laughs> you know, just helping me go over everything because you know hey man you know that's what it's about like when you start winning and making money it's just like hey you just develop a team yeah like i might not, i might not even draft this year i might have one of my assistants draft for me yeah you know and then i'll just go into the team after just i'm gonna just tell them to pick the next best player you know yeah best player on the board. yeah dog uses assistants like bill clinton uses interns i did not have sexual relations with that woman so exactly. just just keep it when he says assistant he means something completely different um i told you guys before i gave you a little tease i don't think depending on where you're drafting but i don't think it's totally unheard of to go get you three backs off the top because when you have the ability to do that and then have somebody like a keenan allen sit, sitting there waiting for you in the fourth round theoretically which has happened in mock drafts that i've been doing you take advantage of that because these guys are not going to be on the board long. You can wrap up, uh, you know, uh, Henry, um, uh, Aaron Jones, and a girly perhaps, and then go get Keenan Allen, and then still have room to go get another receiver, which there are plenty of later on down the line. Right. I think that's your approach. Now, the other picks may dictate that no, there's some backs I don't think you pick in the first round. I think Aaron Eckler, what is it? Austin Eckler is a tweener. He's right there. Sort of right between the first and the second, and you got to make a decision over, you know, who do you pass on in the first to get you a back? Do you pass on Michael Thomas to get Austin Eckler? Right now, I don't think so. I think you you nope. got you got to go with the steady hand there and hope that Eckler somehow falls to you again in the second round. But I think that's where my cut my line is right there. I think you aim for getting as many backs as you can early, and then uh, letting the chips fall where they may. Um, let's see. Who are you reaching for? Who's going to be a guy that's everyone saying, hey, I'll wait on. And you're like, nope, I'm going to take him. I'm going to snipe. I'm going to get him right now. Who are you reaching for in this draft, dog? Uh, well, he's going to come up on one of our next segments is Henry Ruggs, man, the third. Yeah. Because Tyra Williams is out for the season. He just had a uh, season ending, ending surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hey, man. You know, Carr doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. you have Rugs, you have Zay Jones, and you know some other cat. But 
Hey, I, I, oh, they have uh, Nelson Aguilar. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Brian you know, Edwards. I think Ruggs is gonna yeah. shock some people, and I say go ahead and get him, man. Yeah, and I'll, I, <clears throat> I'll I'm just probably jumping out there saying that though, listeners. I'm just jumping out there. Yeah, that's just my feeling, a champion's feeling. I will, I, I will say, I, I think I will uh, agree with that in, in some respect. Ruggs is. Uh, does look like he could be a number one starter for the Raiders as at receiver rookie year. So you might want to take a crack at that. Um, I mentioned Todd Gurley. I may reach over David Johnson and people like that to go get him because I just think he's been more consistent over the longer period of time. Also, let's not forget about Big Ben in terms of uh, coming back, something to prove, team stunk last year, trying to – I mean – Ben's only goal at this point, if he's still playing, is winning a Super Bowl. He's not out there, you know, just collecting check, hopefully, at this point. So I think, and again, I'm not talking about getting him in the third or fourth round, but as you are, you know, completing and rounding out your team, if he, he's going to be there at the end, and maybe you take him a round or two before, because I think he still has big things on the agenda for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. So those will be my two. Um, who regresses this year, doggy, and who progresses this year? Well, to me, Austin Hooper regresses. Okay, just you know, you know, like I said before about I just I'm just not fully confident in Baker Mayfield. And who progresses to me? I would have to say Tom Brady. Okay, he's gonna have a bigger year. A vote for year. the goat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I, I think he's really gonna have a come out party mm. and let me go back to regresses also it's girly he's <laughs> gonna regress you guys <laughs> i'm telling you he's home he's back in atlanta he's gonna be in the strip club ah, getting them wings yeah but uh and them thighs oh. man so you know he's back home partying you know what i'm saying so that's that you know that's my uh opinion yeah um i regret i think d hop and again, and again, I think his his spectrum is a lot higher. His regression is still a good season, but I just think there has there's always an adjustment period. New team, new city, new quarterback, all that other stuff. New coach. He regresses, and I'm going to go ahead and say Mostert from the 49ers takes a step forward and hopefully convinces Shanahan that he, just give him the ball every down. I mean, he I like the way he runs. He's a strong runner. He showed a lot going into the playoffs last year. He's the guy I think that makes the big step, and he'll be available. I've seen him go as high as five, fifth, sixth round, something. Again, backs at a premium. Someone you want to keep an eye on later is Raheem Mostert from the 49ers. Um, okay, dog, we're gonna we're gonna go in the time machine. Who are you lower on today than you were a month ago? Oh man, I am lower on Austin. Eckler. I'm not really I haven't bought into it yet because of their new quarterback situation. They don't have Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is a check down quarterback, you know, and mm-hmm. uh he always used to look for Eckler. So now it might be just a little different. And um and I don't see him like getting the bulk of the carries. You know, I have that uh what's the guy they had last year? He was a rookie last year. Justin Jackson, maybe. Jackson might get a lot of that load, mm-hmm. you know. So they can kind of like save Eckler a little bit. He might go back to his role as a third down back. So don't buy into Austin Eckler so heavy, guys. You know, because Phillip Rivers is not there. 
You see, and and we're on the wrong page. This is going to be an interesting year because we're on opposite pages on a lot of this stuff. I think if you can get Austin Eckler early to mid in the second round or sometime in the second round, I think you've done yourself a huge favor because of the targets that he's going to get. Uh, he he was a man child last year while he was filling in for Melvin Gordon, and I think that continues, especially as they try to make the transition from Tyrod Taylor to their new rookie quarterback. Um. I'm lower on Le'Veon Bell. I thought coming into this, hey, Le'Veon, borderline respectable season last year with the Jets. He comes in second year, more acquainted with the team. Everything I've heard out of camp has been no bueno for Le'Veon. Slower. It seems like him and the coach have an issue. I think the coach, well, the coach wanted to trade him last year. You know, I heard the rumor on Twitter yesterday, which you can't bank on, but that you wouldn't be surprised if you looked up and he was cut and you're saying Le'Veon Bell, but I think pump the brakes on Le'Veon and also pump the brakes on Allen Robinson. Um, Allen Robinson is getting a lot of love in the Twitter fantasy community. Um, bit of an injury history. The quarterback situation in Chicago is probably enough reason to kind of just maybe fade out Chicago offense altogether. Um, you got Trubisky, uh, you have Foles. I think the starters are eventually going to be Foles because they haven't announced that Trubisky is the starter. If he was, I'm sure they would have by now. It's a mess. Um, so those are the two guys, Le'Veon Bell, Allen Robinson, I think are lower in my, my view than they were a month ago. Um, now we start a new segment and this is, you know, this is a big black fantasy show folks. And a reminder, if you guys are having trouble, you know, dealing with all this police brutality and racial strife, and you want to help out a black person, listen to our show. We're two black people. Right. You need to, yeah. to support us. And that's how you give back to the, the community. Yeah, we, we got beat up by the police, too. All the time. Yesterday, as a matter of fact. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so this is on the street. When, when, and we're going to educate you guys. When we're trying to say something, and it's either bullshit or not, we say, okay, look, man, if, you, if what you're saying is true, man, put that on something, right? Put right. it on something. Right? right, so I'm gonna ask Doggy, David Johnson, or Le'Veon Bell, and your answer. You need to put that on something. Go ahead, man. I think I put this on my mama. Man. Whoa, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is gonna have a hell of a year this year, better than David whoa. Johnson. Because I mean, you know, look at the quarterback, man. He he's he's grew up, man. He they threw him in the fire. He had a, some decent games and. You know, he had a lot of – he was inconsistent sometimes. But I think, man, Le'Veon Bell, they're going to start opening up that offense, moving the ball down the field, and and he's going to thrive, man. So, hey, man, I have to – I put it on everything. I put it on mom, man. Wow. Le'Veon Bell would have a better year than David Johnson this year. When you put it on your mom, that's that's above all. But you know that's what's the next – Right. That's it. When you put it on your mom, that's, that's – I just feel strongly about it. He I'm feels very strongly about it. He put it on his mom. I'm going to put this on all I love. Which is almost as strong as putting on your mom. On all I love, I say David Johnson has a better season than Le'Veon Bell because he has Ooh. something to prove. He has something to prove. He was not done. If you look at the first few weeks of last season, he was balling. And then Cliff Kingsbury, or whatever his name is, his mama named Clay. who is, like I said, man, I, I do not trust that Arizona team under his watch because he just makes sort of spur of, spur of the moment decisions. I don't believe in Kenyon Drake this year, by the way, in Arizona, because I think that was a gimmick. David Johnson comes back, has a great year, catching the ball, working in tandem 
with Deshaun Watson and and justifying in some ways that trade with D Hop. I don't know if you could justify that all the way, but he's he's valuable. He brings value. Okay, dog. Derrick Henry or Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who is one of the rookies who's uh, basically uh, making a big name for himself because uh, he's got the starting spot for the Kansas City world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, well, you know what? It's that hog. I put this on everything I love, man. Ooh, David, everything John, I mean, uh, Derrick Henry is a hog now. He's like a top five running back in the NFL. He found his niche. You know, and then the offense goes around him. You know, uh, Tannehill is back. Uh, they did pretty well last year uh, with the play-action pass, spreading the ball around. And then that opened up just running lanes for Derrick Henry to, just, like, close the games and, and run down other teams' throats. So, I mean, it has to be Derrick Henry unless um, the rookie can prove to me that, hey, he's all that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you with Derrick Henry. I'm going to put that on my baby mama and my baby's mama mama, okay? Mm-hmm. That's that's double. That's double the points. Derrick Henry is a beast. And if he catch starts catching the ball with any regularity, you can you can have a, like a Hall of Fame season. Um we we don't have the clip this week, but our our good buddy who drops in and I use the term good buddy loosely, OJ, if a huge fantasy player known for absolutely nothing else, Says that Derrick Henry's gonna get two thousand yards this year. Do you trust OJ yeah. there, dog? Call in, Juice. Yeah, call anytime. In, Please call in, Please. Juice. You, you gotta. I wear your jersey every weekend. Yeah, we gotta get some more insurance of Juice. I've said that before, yeah. but yeah, if he calls in, we gotta start, you know, really preparing some shit, getting some lawyers and whatnot. Um, All right. Okay, DJ Chark or Juju Smith Schuster, there, dog. Put it on. Man, something. I, I I put this on my best bottle of tequila. Whoa. That's Juju is back. This motherfucker got Big Ben back. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna wreck some shit. He has a lot to prove this year. You know, he doesn't, you know, like Big Ben is gonna use him like they use Antonio. He's not as skilled as Antonio, but give him a chance in space and, and opportunities are gonna come his way, man. Yeah. The ball's gonna come his way. And uh I think Juju's gonna uh flourish this year. I'm not sure about chart. Just the simple fact that, you know, hey, man, uh, the mustache still has to have a productive year. Yeah. So we'll see. Now, I put this, I think I'm going to put this on all I love. I think Juju, the thing with Juju, Juju was on his way. Okay. Juju was on his way before last season. And then what happened? Ben got hurt. And then there's a merry-go-round of rookie quarterbacks and youngsters throwing him the ball. He wasn't right. Then he got hurt. Last season was a wash. Juju's back. So's Big Ben, big things offensively from Pittsburgh. Even they and then and they got a good defense. So look out for Pittsburgh this year in the in the fantasy world. There may be some value in those other positions, but definitely, you know, on all I love Juju defense, over defense DJ Chark. Yeah. Oh yeah, tight, tight, ready to go. Best duo, dog. Put this on something. Would you rather have Eckler and Thielen, Hilaire and Woods, or Miles Sanders and OBJ? Which one? Do I have to go with one of these three? One one of those three. You got to put your name on it. Put, Probably put that OBJ on and Sanders. Okay. You know, uh, I have to put that on everything I love because OBJ, I think, is going to have a better year. Just he's healthy. He has a chip on his shoulder. And um, he's going to demand the quick slant from Baker Mayfield. Gotcha. And he's going to start taking shit to the house. You yeah. Know, so 
And, you know, Sanders, you know, we'll see. You know, uh, hey, you know, he has his opportunity now. They have a pretty good offensive system, you know. So, let's. I think I, I would go with Miles Sanders and OBJ. Yeah, I'm going to differ. I'm going to take, and this is, I'm going to put this on my Uncle Nuck Nuck. Put this on his name. Uncle Nuck Nuck. Okay. Eckler and Thielen, for the simple fact that they're proven, of in that list, they're the only two guys that have done something regularly. Eckler had a decent year two years ago, had a tremendous year last year. Thielen had an out-of-this-world year two years ago, got hurt last year, uh, will we'll bounce back this year. Everyone else on that list, you have Hilaire, who's a rookie, Woods, who's still sharing the ball with Cooper Cup, sharing the targets. You have Miles Sanders, who had played a bit role last year. And you have OBJ, who's all over the map. So, if you want, again, fantasy, you want to be risk averse, you take those two guys if you have an opportunity. That's what I say. Eckler and Thielen. I put it on my Uncle Nuck Nuck. Um, last question. Put this on something, dog. Can Gurley survive 15 touches a game or 15 carries a game, if they said, for the season? Um, I'll put this on my favorite stripper, <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> so, no, he can survive 15 touches a game, but are those 15 touches going to be productive? And I say no. Ah, that's where we differ again, dog. I'm gonna put this on my favorite porn star, Isis Taylor. You know, oh yeah, girl. yeah. Oh, I'm look yeah. her up now. Yeah, put pull her up right now, dog. Take her. Um, <laughs> Gurley survives the touches. He's at home, folks. He's playing in front of his friends and family. He's doing stuff in the community. He's got a foundation. I read the other day. He it's too much. He has to he has to get his name straightened out. The Rams sullied his name. They released him. He got fired on his day off. How you get fired on your day off from work? But right. he will bounce back this year. And I don't even know how much of a bounce back it is because I don't even know if he was really hurt last year. I think there's a lot of just sort of precautionary shit that McVay was doing. I think this guy has a big year in his hometown, and the Rams regret this as they open this new stadium. That's what I say. So I put that on Isis Taylor. And Isis, if you're listening, just, you know, Dial me up. Ooh. Call in. Call Isis, in, call please. In. Immediately. We'll be back with more of my Big Black Fantasy Podcast after these words. You know, fantasy season is upon us. Everybody's excited. But you know who gets left out in all the fantasy? The, you know, the wives. The wives get left out. The girlfriends. You know, you, you, you're messing around with your fantasy. You're on your phone checking your players. You're, yeah. You're wheeling. You're dealing. All that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You gotta go to Touch of Romance, man. You gotta oh, go to Touch yeah. of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy, you got cock rings, you got Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called right. the, Yeah. It's called the Power Banger. Yeah. And it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's 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 unmatched. I'm gonna it, tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show. Do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning, and then right after the uh, late game, mess with her again before the uh, the five o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of romance. Get the products. Touch of romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com. Remember, you get thirty five percent off purchases over one hundred twenty five dollars. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What they give you classes if you're in the L A area? No shit. Yes, they do. 
you can go and see the Restraints and Ropes workshop where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, though. Oh, my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops. That sounds fun. On squirting. Wow. It's all true. So go ahead. Check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. Um, one thing we forgot to do, and we're coming to the end of the show, but we did not talk about rookies. Let's talk about rookies. Um, we mentioned Clyde Edwards Hilaire, a lot of fantasy love, obviously, with the World Champion Chiefs, obviously in a position to do some big things in their running and passing game. Dog, is he worth that seventh pick that I've seen him go so often in that first round? Are you taking him? No, I'm not taking him. He has to prove himself to me. Yeah. You know, so, uh, I mean, you know, if you guys want to go out there on a limb, fantasy, you have to, for fantasy, your, your draft, you have to have, like, nuts and go out there sometimes and and, and ta- take chances. Yeah. But not me, you know. So listen to me. I'm a champion. I wouldn't go out there and just grab him like in the first round at all, you know. So I'm sorry. I have to. I would. I would pass on him to a more uh, like someone like a Derrick Henry or you know someone else. Yeah. This is fantasy hype, folks, and don't fall for the hype because this this how it happens, but it doesn't happen often. There's two times I can remember that a rookie got this kind of run and succeeded. One time I picked the guy. It was uh, Ezekiel Elliott rookie year. Coming into it, you knew he was the only back. You knew they Dallas had that offensive line. It was a calculated risk and a good one in that case. And also, I got to give Doggy props. He did it a couple years ago with Kareem Hunt. Rookie, same team, Kansas City Chiefs. Took a chance on him. Had a good season. So on and so forth. Other than that, it's very tough to find a rookie who's done it. Um, I think you wait on Hilaire. I think you put him in the category of the folks we mentioned before that you're trying to fill out your flex position, your Jordan Howard area, somewhere around there. Cause it's just an unknown. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't, you, a lot of you have never even seen the man run before. And people are on Twitter talking about, Oh my God, I got to have him in the, with yeah. the third pick. Relax. Right. Relax. You know, and, 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 you know, that's another thing goes to show you like no preseason. Exactly. So it's like, you know, like if we were able to see him during the preseason, then, you know, it might be a different, you know, approach. Most definitely. But you might have a better feel for it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For him. Yeah. But, yeah, I would have to pass. Yeah, we're passing on him early. Definitely take a look at him to round out your starting lineup late, later. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts. A lot of hype on Jonathan Taylor. What do you think, dog? I mean, the hype is hype, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not buying, you know, so I'm, I, I just have to see these guys, man. They have to show me, you know, maybe later on down, if he's like that, I'll trade for him or maybe get him, pick him late. Like, he'll have to be like around like in the 12th or 13th round Yeah, for me to draft him. Yeah. So, yeah. Other I, than that, no, I don't believe in hype. No, I'm in the same position. I It's the same sort of, you know, uh, it's a little different than Hilaire because Hilaire actually has a, a, a role assigned to him. We all we know about Taylor is that he may eventually take Marlon Mack's job. Marlon Mack is listed as the starter, and until I see different, I'm picking Marlon Mack over Taylor. Um, do not waste your picks on these. You know, these everyone likes to think they're a genius and say I discovered so and so. Don't do that. That's not not a good way to win. You want to go with starters. You do not want to put guys who are non-starters in your starting lineup. Just doesn't ever work out consistently well. So. I would take a pass on Jonathan Taylor. 
Antonio Gibson, also a rookie running back, Washington Redskins. Adrian Peterson released today. He looks like he's going to be the starter. Dog, what do you do? Man. Props to Adrian Peterson, man. One of the best backs to ever run the rock, man. You know what I'm saying? Big AP fan. He won my first ship against Byrne. Yeah. Um, while Byrne was in Mexico sweating. Um, <laughs> but other than that, man, it's like I would just, you know, hey, I, I just have to see. I, I just have to see, man. I'm, one of the, I'm, I'm an old school kind of guy, man. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to just prove it to me. Yeah. Before I even, you know, move forward. Yeah. You know, so that even goes to me with the tight end in uh Cleveland, Hooper. He had a great year last year, uh a pro bowler. But you have to prove it to me again, like in a new system. See, it's all about systems. Mm-hmm. You know, some people don't flourish through certain systems. That's right. So, you know, we just have to wait and see. For me, Antonio Gibson, today's news bumps him up slightly. I, I put him now in the category of someone I might look at for a flex position. Any higher than that, I think it's too much. You've you just don't have the history on them. I said it before. You you got to know these guys. Before. And unless you follow follow college football like a maniac, which few of you do, you're gonna say you're, you're gonna want to wait on on an Antonio Gibson. Um, same thing, sort of for Cam Akers, in my point of view. With the Rams, another rookie possibly taking over a starting position does not have a defined role as of yet. There is an injury to Henderson that is still sort of up in the air, but nothing for sure. I'm going to probably say wait on Akers. He's a bench player until further notice. Dog, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to wait. I'll wait also. Yeah. You know, know, just prove it to me again, man. Just prove it. Yeah, got to prove it. Got to prove it. Okay, and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tickle Dog's heart right now, and go with two players on his favorite team, the Oakland Raiders. Or sorry, the Las Vegas Las Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Las. That's not. That's nothing sexier than the Las Vegas Raiders, is there, Dog? Man. Yeah. So Kansas City Raiders, baby. They got a pair of rookie receivers, Henry Ruggs, who you mentioned earlier, and I believe it's Brian Edwards, right? Is that who he is? Yeah. Yeah. Mama named Clay. What are you doing? Well, I'm going with Ruggs. I'm. A, I'm the jury set out on both of them, but I would try rugs. First. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Hey, you could probably get, uh, Edwards in the middle of the season or a few games out. Cause I don't think anyone's going to draft him in our league. No. So, yeah. You know, he, he can still be available, you know, cause you have to look at the Raiders situation, you know? So like, then you have to look at Waller's going to get a lot of touches, you know, then, uh, Jacobs is going to get a lot of touches. And so, you know, hey, Ruggs is the number one guy down there to me, I think, you know, because, like I said, Tyrell Williams is out for the year. So, uh, and then, you know, the jury's still out on Derek Carr. It's just like, I think this is it for him. I think Gruden is going to, like, if he doesn't produce this year, it's over. Yeah. It's over. <clears throat> yeah. I, you know, both of these guys are, again, fantasy hype. You're not going to draft Edwards with probably any pick unless you're in a super deep league. I don't think you're going to draft Henry Ruggs to be on your starting uh, starting lineup unless you're in a super deep league. Ruggs is interesting, though, if, for say, for instance, you go with the plan of a lot of backs, tight ends, and people before you get to your receivers and you get burnt and you don't have a receiver late, maybe Ruggs is someone you put into that starting lineup as a last resort, and that means you got burnt really bad. 
Um, these are deeper league guys. Uh, Ruggs probably has the most potential because the Raiders picked him first. He's, they, they're right. going to put him out there. He's going to get opportunities. We, we've si- heard since camp open he's a starter. Um, that's where that lays. They treat him like rookies. You know, field, field. Let, me, let me talk about a guy, Byron, not to cut you off. Let me Go talk ahead. about a guy that we haven't talked about, a rookie, um, in this podcast so far. Mm-hmm. It's your boy from Dallas, man. What's his name? Lamb? C.D. Lamb. His mama named Clay. Yeah, look, I think he's going to be an excellent number two. Okay. Cooper, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, hey, I think Dak Prescott's going to open him up. I would go out on a limb and, you know, I, I would see picking Lamb in like a seventh round, eighth round, mm. you know? So, if he's around. Wise words from the dog. Yeah. I'm going to wait on Lamb. I'm going to treat him like a rookie. Like Phil Jackson said, what is it? Rookies are lower than well shit. That's kind of where I think mm-hmm. rookies fall in fantasy baseball. Or some, sorry, fantasy football as well. Um, you know, and I think that that's a, I think we gave the folks a good summary of what to do going into the draft. You guys do your mock draft, study hard. Um, don't leap ahead and take players you could get later on in the draft, and you find that out by doing the mock drafts. And don't leave the mock drafts early. So, you know, help people out, help people get better. That's the only way you get better at this stuff so you can compete because nobody likes you know, being 0 and 4 in a fantasy league, it's a it's not a good feeling, folks. So Yeah, and and you know another thing like my main man B always used to say, draft for week one. To that's win right. week one. That's right. You want to win week one. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, you know, you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. So draft for that. Don't draft for week five or week six. Don't do it. Shit like that. Draft for week one. I, I couldn't have said it better myself, dog. That's it. All right. Well, I think we gave the folks quite a good show. We've been at a, away for such a long time, and I think we were not not even really rusty. We're professionals at this, folks. So please feel free to tune in, listen to us. You can find me at B underscore MBBFP, like My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. We're also on Facebook at My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Doggy, do you have any words to the wise as we approach this wonderful fantasy season? No, you know, just uh, pay attention. Don't get so drunk during, uh, you know, the draft day like I usually do. But, uh, just, you know, pay attention. And uh, it's not going to come as easy as you guys expected. Your mock drafts were one thing, but when it's live, it's going to be a lot different. So uh, be ready for the element of surprise. Always. You know, Always. be ready for the element of surprise. And uh, that's it. My listeners, you know, I don't have any social media, none of that shit. So if you want to talk to me, Holler at B, then he'll reach me. Definitely. And and another little tip, non-fantasy related. Check out Isis Taylor. We mentioned her earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Isis Taylor, the porn star. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll look right laughs> All right, folks. Until next time, be prepared. Get ready for the season. We'll see you next time. Peace out.
Thank you.